Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Talk Recorded live. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. On behalf of Messenger Brothers and Sisters, my brother couldn't be here with us today. He has had a family emergency that he had to attend to. So definitely, 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 uh, we want to send prayers out to that brother and his family. Last week, we had a blockbuster lesson called, Are You a Christian or Antichrist? Again, are you a Christian or Antichrist, why Christians cannot celebrate Halloween, brothers and sisters. Again, why Christians cannot celebrate Halloween. So that was our basis of last week's show. And we're going to do part two of that. We had so much information on that particular show that we are doing a part two on that particular show that took place on last week. So definitely, brothers and sisters, I gave a lot of information on that show. I'm going to give a lot of information on this show. And you could definitely, for those who didn't see last week's show, please go back and watch it. We want you to subscribe to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and definitely share this message and get that message out there. Put this live feed right now in all of the groups that you belong to, brothers and sisters, Again, all of the groups that you belong to, put this out there right now. I'm asking you to share this for us. So we're going to go ahead and start our show. Father God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we come to you and we say thank you, Father God. We thank you for sparing and preserving all of our lives, those who are listening to this show, watching this show, Father God, their families, their children, their loved ones their friends, Father God, we say thank you for all those whom you have sent to us, Father God, that we may share your word, your inspiration, Father God, your prophecy with our family, friends, and with our people, Father God, our coworkers. We ask that you guide us, Father God, on your straight, narrow path. I ask on tonight's show that you guide my tongue and guide my spirit, Father God, and guide my mind and my heart and my words, Father God, so that Everything that's released from this show tonight would be of you and not of me, Father God. We know tonight is what the world celebrates as Halloween, Father God. So we know that Satan is busy. This is his day, Father God. And the whole world seems to be gone after his day, Father God. But we are putting you up front. We're putting you first, Father God, so that those who may not know, about what this day is about or the origins of this day, Father God. If they should somehow listen to this show, maybe they would turn from the ways of the traditions of man, Father God, and turn to your way. I pray all of these things through your son, Jesus, Yeshua. It is in his name that we pray, Father God. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we thank you for tuning in again to another edition of our Bible show, Truth Hour, here on POET Radio. Again, our lesson tonight, brothers and sisters, is 
are you a Christian or antichrist? Now, it is not up to me to answer that question for you, but it is of you to answer that question for yourself based on the biblical information that we will be giving you today. And again, we started last week. We're going to pick off where we left off last week, brothers and sisters, and we're going to have a wonderful and yet again powerful, powerful, powerful show. So as I set up for my YouTube listeners, I want to ask all of you all one more time before we get started to go ahead and share this live feed right now, right now, right now. Share this live feed right now, brothers and sisters. Let me go ahead and bring on our YouTube listeners in five, four, three, two, one. Our YouTube listeners, we want to welcome you to another edition of the Bible Show here uh, on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. We are dealing with, brothers and sisters, Halloween. This is the day that the world celebrates as Halloween, brothers and sisters. Just to go over a few things that we covered last week in our lesson, for those who did not get a chance to uh, watch it last week, all hollows used to be a big deal. One 17th century source notes that the three grand days are All Hollow, Candle Mass, and Ascension Day. And since important feast days usually started the night before with a vigil, the evening before All Hallows gained its own notoriety as All Hallows Eve or All Hallows Eve, All Hallows Even, which was shortened to Halloween by the 16th century brothers and sisters. The word Halloween began to lose its apostrophe in the 18th century, though we still have some evidence for the apostrophized version. So now it's called Halloween. But get this, the church brothers and sisters, the church was one of the ones that sanctioned this day, brothers and sisters. That's where the interesting part comes in at, and that's why we have to show you, brothers and sisters, how the Antichrist spirit moves even into the church. Check this out. The original date that the early church chose for All Saints Day. Again, the church chose the day, All Saints Day, was in the spring. But in the Western church, it moved to November the 1st in 835 by Pope Gregory the Fourth. So here you have a Catholic presence, brothers and sisters. Again, a Catholic presence has already been instated. Pope Gregory the Fourth uh, was the one who changed All Saints Day to November the 1st. This date just happened to coincide with the Celtic festival of Sowing which marked the end of the year and the commemoration of the dead. Now, this is where you begin to get your ghosts and goblins and goons and witches and, and werewolves and vampires, all representing people who have died and come back to life, brothers and sisters. Many Halloween traditions like wearing masks, telling ghost stories, and carving vegetables into lanterns sprung directly from sewing celebrations. The church contributed to Halloween celebrations as we know it to an activity called 
when a person would go from house to house asking for cakes in return for praying for souls of those in the house. So you see, trick or treating, brothers and sisters, started in the church going from door to door, asking those who live in that home to give them some sweets in exchange for a prayer for them and their family. We got the church all in this. So we went over all those things last week, brothers and sisters, and we talked about um, last week the definition of Halloween, which we just went over. We also talked about the dead not being able to communicate with the living. Again, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 2 through 6, the dead knoweth not anything. So the dead don't know anything. They can't be looking down on you smiling because then they would be have to be knowledgeable of something to smile about. So according to Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, the dead know nothing. So that's another falsehood in this pagan Celtic ritual, brothers and sisters, in which it came from. Now, we left off last week talking about what's the difference between psychics mediums, and prophets, brothers and sisters. We go to church today, and the word prophet is thrown around the church. Oh, they're going to prophet John over there. Oh, they're going to prophet Mike over there. Oh, they're going to prophet this or that over there. We've gotten to the point where we call man today prophet, brothers and sisters. Well, we did go through the Bible, and Matthew, the 11th chapter, verses 7 through 13, Jesus calls John, the Baptist, the last prophet. Again, not my words, brothers and sisters. Go and read it for yourself. Matthew, the 11th chapter, Jesus calls John the last prophet, brothers and sisters. So that's where we left off last week. So we talked about the prophets, but now we got to talk about the mediums and the psychics, brothers and sisters. Again, the mediums and the psychics. So we want to talk about that, and that's how we want to start off today's show. We talked about last week the difference between mediums and psychics and how mediums um, are different from psychics in that their claim to fame is communicating with the deceased or spanning the physical and spiritual worlds. Um, and then it goes on to say some critics argue that mediums are more popular than psychics due to mediums' tendency to possess a higher level of perceived credibility. This may be because mediums generally receive more favorable attention in the press. The tools of the trade are different also. For example, psychics often work with a variety of stereotypical items like tarot cards, palms, or astrological charts and have no standard set of practice. Mediums, on the other hand, usually convey descriptions of information or images provided by spirits that have significant personal and often private meanings to their client. Now let's get into this word of God, brothers and sisters. Now let's get into the Bible. Let's find out what the Bible says about these mediums and these psychics and these tarot card readers and these Ouija boards, brothers and sisters. Let's go to this book called the Bible and let's find out what the Bible says about our communication with these types of individuals. So I'm going to ask you guys to turn your Bible to the book of Isaiah, the 8th chapter, 
the book of Isaiah, the 8th chapter. Now, I had to set this thing up because last week we gave so much information in regards to the question, are you a Christian or anti-Christ? Now, we also defined the word anti. Anti means against, brothers and sisters. So anything that's contrary to the word of God is against him and against his Christ. And so if you are against Christ, then you are anti-Christ. Isaiah, the 8th chapter, we're going to look at verses 19 through 22. Let's see what the Bible says about these type of mediums and psychics and, and those type of um, individuals. Isaiah 8, 19 through 22. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep, and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God? But no, brothers and sisters, we don't want to seek unto God answers. We want to ask Cleo. Or we want to go to these readers, brothers and sisters, as if God is not good enough. This says, for the living to the dead, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So, brothers and sisters, those who claim to be prophets, they have to speak according to what's written in this book called the Bible. They can't deviate from this book. They can only prophesy based off of what is already written, brothers and sisters. And again, I'll read it again. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. And they shall pass through it, hardly bested and hungry, and it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upwards. And they shall look unto the earth and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness, brothers and sisters. Now, darkness also represents ignorance, brothers and sisters. And the root of the word ignorance is to ignore. What is it that we are ignoring today? We got this information right in front of us, brothers and sisters. But how many times have we walked past it? How many times have we ignored it? How many times have we failed to open up the book to actually read it, brothers and sisters? So there is a level of ignorance that is permeating through this earth today, and Satan loves that. Because if you are not educated on the word of God, any old body can come to you and tell you their own interpretation of what the word means, just like the devil told Eve in the garden. You shall not surely die. That was Satan's interpretation. And his interpretation was mixed with malice, brothers and sisters. Therefore, Eve got thrown off of everlasting life because she listened to somebody based on her ignorance, brothers and sisters. She had it right there, but she ignored it. She ignored it. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Ephesians, the sixth chapter. For those of you who just tuned in, this is our Halloween Bible lesson, brothers and sisters, part two. Are you a Christian or Antichrist, 
why Christians cannot celebrate Halloween. I just left out from the north side of Chicago, brothers and sisters, and I saw so many people celebrating Halloween and had their little infant children with them celebrating Halloween, and I am in no position to judge, brothers and sisters, anybody, but I do share the word and know what the word says about celebrating these pagan days, brothers and sisters, and I can do nothing but shake my head because they are giving their children a disadvantage. Now, their children, when they get older, are going to have to unlearn everything that their parents are teaching them. Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Now, our fight, brothers and sisters, are not, it's not against these big corporations and these government leaders and these politicians, even President Trump, brothers and sisters. Our fight is not with these politicians and these leaders and these big corporations, but it's against the rulers of darkness. The rulers of the darkness of this world, and darkness, as I've said it before, is also ignorance or a lack of knowledge. Let's read it. The book of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What's one of the wiles of devil, of the devil, brothers and sisters? It's days like this. It's Halloween, brothers and sisters. But when you got God in you and his word inside of you, brothers and sisters, you're strong enough to resist the urge to have that Halloween fun, brothers and sisters. It seems like everybody enjoying themselves and they're having a good time, but we're going to talk about that too in one moment. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Isn't it amazing how the rulers of the darkness of this world is after one thing? And that one thing, brothers and sisters, is your mind. The rulers of the darkness of this world is trying to control your and my mind, brothers and sisters. So the biggest fight that we have right now is to control the spiritual wickedness that's trying to invade this high place in, on your soul, brothers and sisters. Now, if we allow the kingdom of God to dwell inside of us, then we can put the king on the dome. So now we got the kingdom of God inside of us. But we are in a war against spiritual wickedness trying to invade the high place, your mind, brothers and sisters. But the only way we can do it is like Jesus told Satan, brothers and sisters, is it not written? Is it not written? Is it not written that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God? When have you fought against somebody, brothers and sisters, not with Facebook posts, not with cursing them out, but like Jesus did with the word of God? 
That's your armor, and that's your power, brothers and sisters. But we put that to the side, and we allow our emotions, our emotions to be our weapons. And isn't it funny how every time you allow your emotions to be your weapon, you lose every single time? Let's continue this. Ephesians 6 and 13. Wherefore, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the blessed plate of righteousness. Truth is mentioned, and righteousness is mentioned. Those two things are found in the word of God. And your feet showed with the preparation of the gospel. What is the gospel, brothers and sisters? It, it is not only the word of God, but it's the preaching of the coming of the kingdom of God. Above all else, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you, sh- you shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Everywhere we go, we run back into the Word of God, which is the only way, brothers and sisters, you can resist the temptation of these man-made holidays, which was inspired by none other, Satan the devil. Last but not least, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, brothers and sisters. I want you to be clear and I want you to understand that Satan makes evil look good, brothers and sisters. Again, Satan the devil makes evil Looks good. The Bible speaks nothing about witches in a good way, brothers and sisters. It mentions nothing about the dead coming to life and communicating with the living. It mentions nothing about werewolves and vampires or anything like that. These are evil things that the Bible speaks against and the word against there's another root called anti. Well, if they are against the word of God, they are anti-Christ, brothers and sisters. And I know it's going to hurt some feelings because all you're going to say is, oh, it's just fun, black ice. It's about the children. Is it really fun? When you are teaching your children things that go directly against God, that's the question. Let's talk about the origin of these things, brothers and sisters. Again, let's look at the statistics of Halloween, brothers and sisters. Let's look at how much money is made during this time of year. How much money is actually made during this time of year, brothers and sisters. And I looked it up, and it was very interesting that there was a trend that was taking place. How much money is made during Halloween? So we're going to look at the statistics and show you that since 2012, the finances for Halloween has already been increased. So here we go, brothers and sisters. The amount of money made, it says, 
Americans like to splurge on Halloween, so much so that the total spending for the holiday this year is expected to reach $8.4 billion. This is a $1.5 billion increase from 2015, according to the National Retail Federation's annual survey, conducted by Prosper Insights and Analytics. The increase is probably due to the average $82.93 per consumer who are willing to spend on Halloween festivities this year, a jump from $74.34 last year. Overall, Americans are slated to spend a whopping $3.1 billion on costumes. $3.1 billion on costumes, brothers and sisters. So... Imagine spending money on something that is contrary to what God spoke about in his word. Now, let's go ahead and continue our lesson. We're going to go ahead and pick this thing up at the book of Isaiah, the fifth chapter. The book of Isaiah, the fifth chapter, and we're going to read one verse, verse 20. Now, the Bible says something about those who participate in those type of things. Let's look it up. Ezekiel, the fifth chapter. Ezekiel, the fifth chapter. We're going to read one verse, verse 20. Ezekiel 5 and verse 20. And it reads, I'm sorry, it can be 5 and 20. Let me see. Maybe it's, uh, I just want to make sure I got this right. I'm sorry, Isaiah 5 and 20. I'm sorry about that. Isaiah 5 and 20. That's what we're going to read. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah 5 and 20. We're going to go to Ezekiel next, brothers and sisters. But right now we have the book of Isaiah 5 and 20. And it reads, Woe unto them that call evil good. What are we doing when we celebrate Halloween? We're calling evil good, brothers and sisters. There's nothing good about the glamorization of ghosts and goons and goblins and witches and warlocks. Nothing good about it. Yeah, you can have fun doing anything in the world, brothers and sisters. But this book says, woe unto them that call evil good and call good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, brothers and sisters. What are we doing on this day? We're putting darkness for light. We're putting bitter for sweet, brothers and sisters, and we're putting evil for good. And the Bible says, woe unto them that do that. So, the only thing that we try to do on this show is make sure that you and I are lined up with what's written in the Word of God. Now, if you have a problem with the things that I'm speaking on this show, I'm not saying anything that's coming out of my own mind. I'm reading what's coming out of the mind of God, brothers and sisters. Now, let's go to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, the 18th chapter. Ezekiel, the 18th chapter. And we're going to start at verse 11. Ezekiel 18 
and we're going to start at verse 11, brothers and sisters, Ezekiel 18 and 11. Now, I want to take one moment and discuss something with you that very few people share when they're teaching. The devil was once an angel called Lucifer, the light bringer, brothers and sisters. And imagine how Eve felt when she ran into this fallen angel, this spiritual being, brothers and sisters. Did you know that the devil, that Satan, that Lucifer, brothers and sisters, was a beautiful angel? Was a beautiful angel. Let's see how the Bible describes the look of Lucifer who became Satan. Ezekiel 18 and 11. Ezekiel 18 and 11. Let's read it. <clears throat> I want to make sure I got the right one too, brothers and sisters. I want to make sure I got the right one. Give me one moment. I want to make sure I got the right one, brothers and sisters. We will come back to that because I don't think that that's the right scripture. We will come back to that. But let's let's say this, and I will find that scripture for you, because it describes Satan with all kind of Precious gems, brothers and sisters. It describes him with actually nine um, precious gems, brothers and sisters. And imagine how beautiful these gems look, like diamonds and, and emeralds and rubies and all those things, brothers and sisters. Imagine how how that looks when you go into the jewelry store. You can't keep your eyes off of it. People pay millions of dollars for these things. So imagine how Eve must have felt when she saw this beautiful, beautiful creature. And that's how we look today at these marketing schemes, brothers and sisters, that society tries to put up for these marketing days, brothers and sisters. Imagine. Imagine how we look at those things. So I'm going to find that scripture for you in a moment. Okay, let's. it may be here, Revelations 4 and 3. I just want to make sure before I go into it. Okay, let me see. I just want to make sure before I go into it. Yep, let's read it. Let's go to the book of Revelations. Let's see. Let's go to the book of Revelations. Let me just make sure. Okay, let me see. Let me pull this up because I may have a scripture wrong, and I appreciate you guys bearing with me on this lesson. It's so much information that I have to share with you in regards to this. I just want to make sure that I get it right, brothers and sisters. I just want to make sure that I get it right. Okay, there we go. It is Ezekiel. Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, let's read verse 13 real quick. It says, Thou hast been in... Eden, the garden of God. Again, this is Ezekiel 28:13. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God, 
Every precious stone was thy covering. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The worksmith, work, the worksmanship of thy tablets and thy pipes was prepared in the day that thou was created, brothers and sisters. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thy. Uh, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Why? Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings and that they may behold thee. So in other words, Satan was so beautiful, brothers and sisters, according to the word of God, that he became very prideful. And so he understands how beauty is attractive. So what does Satan do, brothers and sisters? What Satan does is every holiday season that's founded in paganism, what he does is he gives it a color. And he gives it an attractive look. Let's look at the colors of Halloween, brothers and sisters. We have black and orange. Black and orange. Have you ever wondered why black and orange was used for the colors of Halloween? Well, let's read it, brothers and sisters. Orange and black are so strongly associated with Halloween that outside of the month of October, wearing the two used together is practically taboo. How did this high contrast combo come to represent one of the year's biggest holidays? Although the ancient precursor to Halloween began with the Celtics, we read that last week, the people who inhabited a territory spanning parts of modern-day France, Ireland, and the United Kingdom, they didn't necessarily decorate with black and orange to mark the occasion. Roughly 2,000 years ago, the Celts calendar year began on November the 1st. That's why we have this celebration around November the 1st. It was a festival, a pagan festival, coinciding with the end of harvest. Now, what happens during this time of year? It starts to get cold. You pluck everything that you planted in the ground. And you begin to store your harvest, brothers and sisters. November the 1st, coinciding with the end of harvest season and the beginning of winter. They believed their New Year's Eve was a time when spirits of the departed returned and priests could make more accurate predictions about the future, according to History.com. Thus, they built bonfires and wore costumes to deter malicious ghosts. Again, more paganism. Now, beginning with the most obvious association, black represents death. 
darkness and the longer nights that winter brings. You see how it starts to get dark now at 5.30? Well, in the summertime, it gets dark around 9.30. So the black also represents the darkness of day where the sun begins to lose its strength a little bit early in the day. It says, Selks relished the opportunity for uh, for contact with their departed, <coughs> excuse me, with their departed ancestors. Black was a natural choice to represent the temporarily open doors of communication between the dead and the living. <coughs> excuse me. Orange is the color of another Halloween staple, the jack-o'-lanterns. But pumpkins originated in North America, and All Hallows Eve wasn't celebrated here until, 18, until the 1800s. The tradition of lantern-carved carvings began in Ireland, where vegetable-like potatoes and turnips were more readily available and thus served as the first makeshift lanterns for Stingy Jack. Following the potato famine of 1846, an influx of Irish immigrants began using pumpkins, brothers and sisters, instead solidifying the tradition in American culture. Orange was likely chosen as the dominant color of fall. When leaves exhibit shades of orange and red, not typically seen in nature during the rest of the year, it is also a tone associated with fire. So orange is used to mark the change of the season from summer to fall, and it also represents the color of the pumpkins, brothers and sisters. And again, black represents death or the dead, brothers and sisters, in which the whole holiday is about the dead coming back to communicate with the living. Now, when we say ignorance or darkness, brothers and sisters, such as in what you see a lot of people doing today, they're celebrating this holiday without knowledge of what it truly represents, where it came from, and the fact that it is antichrist. So when we talk about ignorance, we're talking about mental ignorance, brothers and sisters. When we say darkness, we're talking about mental darkness. Again, the war is over your mind. And Satan is definitely trying to blind you, brothers and sisters. But there will be people close to you who look at you and say, man, ain't nothing wrong with Halloween. Black ice just tripping. Them brothers just tripping. Ain't nothing wrong with Halloween. Even began to celebrate it in the church, brothers and sisters, changing the name and doing the same activity Dressing up in costumes does not change the celebration of the holiday. But we know that Satan also makes evil look good. And the spirit of Satan is going to make evil look good. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. And let's talk about how Satan transforms himself from an evil angel to the appearance of a righteous angel. It says, 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 4, Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. 
For I am jealous over you with the godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility. And that's what they're doing to people on today, brothers and sisters. They are tricking people with subtlety, brothers and sisters. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that comes preacheth another Jesus, well, wait a minute, there's more than one? Yeah, because if you talk about a Jesus that stands on top of the Christmas holiday or a Jesus that stands on top of the Easter holiday, then that's not the Jesus of this Bible. That's the Jesus, brothers and sisters, that society made up, but that's not the Jesus of this Bible. So the Bible says, for if he that come up preaching another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. And how do you bear with him, brothers and sisters? Through the God, through the word of God in this Bible. But wait a minute. Don't be too surprised that people will come to you and say it's okay to do the things that God told you that is not okay to do. Why? Let's read it. The Bible calls these type of people, it says, for such a false Apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transferred, transformed to the ministers of righteousness, whose evil shall be according to their works. And that's 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 13. 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 13. Now, let's bring this thing home, brothers and sisters. Halloween, Christmas, Easter, and all these things that are being taught that are anti or against Christ, brothers and sisters, what is, what's the reason behind it? What is it for? See, Satan got a goal, brothers and sisters. And we're just looking at today, but Satan got an end game. Satan is setting all of us up for the great tribulation. He knows that his time is almost up. So he, if he can get your mind wrapped around Halloween, that is okay. If he can get it wrapped around homosexual marriages, and that is okay. If he could get it wrapped around the Christmas celebration, that is okay. If he could get it wrapped around Easter, that is okay. And these are things that are sanctioned, brothers and sisters, by the government and by church. Again, sanctioned by the government and by church. If he could get your mind accepting those things, then he feels as if he got a better chance during the Great Tribulation because that's when the Antichrist and the false prophet come. And that's when you're going to see the Roman Catholic Church relocate its headquarters from Rome to Jerusalem. And that's when a man of sin is going to prepare, is going to appear. And he's going to do wonderful things. And those of us who are not knowledgeable are going to think that he's actually Christ. Let's go to Matthew, the 24th chapter, and let's see what Jesus says about it. Matthew, the 24th chapter, 
Let's go in this book and see what Jesus says about this. Matthew, the 24th chapter. And we're going to pick this up at verses 21 through 24. Matthew 24, 21 through 24. Matthew 24, 21 through 24. And let's read about what Jesus says about this great tribulation period, because again, I just can't talk to you about Halloween and this day. Yeah, that's cool. I can give you the information on it, but I need to show you what it's being set up for, brothers and sisters. And it reads, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Who is God's elect, brothers and sisters? Now, the word elect is defined as of a person chosen or singled out. What people were chosen or singled out by God? God said Israel is the only nation that I've ever known. Now, brothers and sisters, now we, those who are called African American in this country, we are direct descendants of the children of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That makes us a biological seed, a biological Israel, but it also leaves room for those who are of other nations who accept this word of God. You could be circumcised by a circumcision of your heart and be adopted into the body of Christ, making you spiritual Israel. So it not only applies to us, it applies to you, those of you who keep God's statutes, laws, and commandments. So that's who God's elect is. And he said if it was not for God's elect sake, those days wouldn't be shortened. But God loves us, and he wants us to have a chance. So he said, I'm going to shorten those days to three and a half years. But here's another thing. Let's talk about the other elect, amongst the elect. It says, Then if any man shall say unto you, Look, Mina, here is Christ, or, or there's Christ. Don't believe it. That's what he says. If somebody says, Christ is over here, or Christ is over there, we saw it under David Koresh and Jim Jones. People followed these men thinking that they were Christ, brothers and sisters. But he said, if any man say, he is Christ or there is Christ, don't believe it. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So we got one group called the elect, which is the children of Israel, and then we got one group called the very elect. Well, who is the very elect, brothers and sisters? The very elect are those who not only know the word of God, his statutes, laws, and commandments, but who are teaching the word of God in spirit and in truth, brothers and sisters. That's why Halloween can't get past us, because we are amongst God's very elect, brothers and sisters, and we don't just hold the name Israel, brothers and sisters. We are also priests 
who are teaching the word of God. Now, many of our Israelite brothers and sisters are out there participating in the Halloween celebration and have no idea what they're doing because they're not the very elect. They're, they're the elect, but they're not the very elect. So they could be deceived. But the Bible says if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, but it's not possible to deceive us as long as we are in the word of God, brothers and sisters. Now, where is God going to gather this elect group of people from during the great tribulation? Let's go to Revelation, the seventh chapter. Revelation, the seventh chapter. And let's find this very elect, brothers and sisters. Revelation, the seventh chapter. And we're going to find this very elect. Revelation 7, and we're going to start this off at verse 1. Revelation 7 and verse 1. Let's find this very elect. And the word of God says, And after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. And this angel said, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, this is God's elect right here, brothers and sisters. And there were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel, of the tribe of Judah. There were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben, there were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad, there were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher, there were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Naphtali, there was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Manasseh, there was sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Simeon, the tribe of Levi, Asakar, Zubalin, Joseph, and Benjamin, out of all those tribes, 12,000 each out of all those tribes were sealed. But there's more, brothers and sisters. And after this, after the great tribulation has already gone and passed, after so many people will have died, brothers and sisters, because of the death and destruction that's going to be on this earth. Look what the Bible says. Revelation 7 and 9. And after this, I behold, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And cried with a loud voice, said, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders of the four beasts, and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God. Again, fell upon the throne of, the, uh, of their faces, and worshipped God, brothers and sisters. So again, this is where Jesus was talking about. If it were not for God's elect's sake, those days should be 
shortened. We're talking about, brothers and sisters, are you a Christian or anti-Christ? Are you a Christian or against or anti-Christ? Why a Christian cannot celebrate Halloween. We only got a few more verses to go through, two more places to go through, and we're going to close out. Now, in conclusion, people will always seek to kill the messenger. Remember the old saying, don't kill the messenger? People will always seek to kill the messenger. Anybody that brings you the word of God, they're first going to try to assassinate their character and try to make it seem as if that person that's speaking to you, the word of God, is a, is a, is a terrorist or is, is some type of evil or bad person. We got examples of that all through the Bible. But I want to tell you what Stephen said before they killed him, which is the same thing that we're going to say to those of you who are watching and for those of our people who are participating in the Halloween celebration, brothers and sisters, before we close out this show. Now, as a child, I celebrated Halloween. We couldn't afford costumes, so I would go get a hefty bag, brothers and sisters, and I would make me a black cape, and I would be Dracula every year. Or I, As a child, I did. But when I was a child, I spake as a child. When I was a child, I acted as a child. But now that I'm a grown man, I put away childish things, brothers and sisters. Let's close this things out. Let's go to the book of Acts, the seventh chapter. The book of Acts, the seventh chapter. And let's read about how God's men and women handled themselves even when our family members and our friends come against us, brothers and sisters. Acts, the seventh chapter, verses 57 through 60. Acts of 7 chapter, verses 57 through 60. And it reads, Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him, talking about they ran upon Stephen, with one accord, and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness laid down their cloth at a young man's feet, whose name, at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul was consenting unto death, brothers and sisters. So again, forgive them. And that's what we're asking God today to do is to forgive them, brothers and sisters, for they know not what they do. Let's close this thing out with Luke, the 23rd chapter. Luke, the 23rd chapter. We're going to put Jesus on the witness stand one last time before we close out tonight's show. And we want you to call in to find out what you thought about tonight's show, brothers and sisters. Soon as we're done with this last verse, you can call in or you can call in now. Sister Key, if you can put the number for them to call in in the comment section, or Sister Mary, if you're out there, I would appreciate it. So you guys can call in and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Luke 23, 
verses 33 and 34. Luke 23, 33 and 34. And it reads, And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, where they, there they crucified him, and the male factors, one on the right hand and the other on the left hand. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And that's all we're saying on this show today, brothers and sisters. Are you a Christian? Or are you anti-Christ? Why Christians cannot celebrate the pagan holiday, the Celtic festival of the dead, which is called Halloween, brothers and sisters. And for our people who do, I'm looking at the Father and I'm asking them, please forgive them, for they know not what they do. Brothers and sisters, we thank you for listening to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio on behalf of our reader, the messenger, who couldn't make it today, on behalf of myself, Black Ice. You see, I'm a little bit under the weather, but I'm here, y'all. I'm here. I'm here. I got to be incapacitated not to be here on a Tuesday night. I thank you for listening to another edition of the Truth Hour Bible Radio Show, and Again, um, our lesson today was part two. Are you a Christian or anti-Christ? Our Christians cannot celebrate Halloween. For our YouTube listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Please share this video with someone you love. For our YouTube listeners, this is actually part four. So if you want to be added to our text invite list, then text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312 719-7310. That way, right before we go on the air, we can text you a reminder that we are about to go on. Thank you so much. Peace and blessings, you two. Good night. Let's go ahead and go, brothers and sisters. Having a little bit of technical difficulties. Let me see. With our... Uh, with our Wi-Fi on the laptop... Let's see if we got it fixed out now. Having a little bit of technical difficulties. That's all right, though, because we know Satan is the prince of the airwaves, and it's all good because we got another device that we can go to. So let's go ahead, go to the phone line, see if we got time for a caller. And thank you all so much for tuning in. Please share this video with somebody. Uh... Somebody may be wondering, brothers and sisters, about the information in regards to this day. Okay, we're going to go ahead and unmute our first caller. And caller, state your name. And please uh, tell us where you're calling from. State your name. And please tell us where you're calling from. We're going to go ahead and unmute Chicago. Chicago, who's this? Chicago, who's this? Okay, let's go ahead and go to the next call. Chicago, who's this? Chicago, who's this? Well, Satan is really busy tonight. Chicago, who's this? Chicago, can you hear me? Who's this? 
Okay. Let's go ahead and try to bring somebody else on. Chicago, who's this? Oh, Black Eyes. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm calling you from Gurney, Illinois. I was out of town last week, and I didn't hear your message from last week, but I really enjoyed it tonight. Oh, sweet George, you got to go back and listen to part one. It was such a powerful lesson, and we had so much information that we gave about the origin of Halloween, about the church's involvement, and we covered a little bit of it today, but not as in-depth as we did part one on the lesson. But thank you. All right. I will go back and listen. All right, and thank you so much for calling in. All right. Have a blessed one. You too. Okay, Chicago, you're on the air live. Who's this? Black Ice, this is your co-host, The Messenger. The Messenger is in the building. We missed you tonight, my brother. Yeah, man, you know, uh, we got a family emergency going on right now. But, uh, bro, I, uh, I did get a chance to uh, listen in to the show briefly uh, uh, toward the end. And uh, I just want you to know, man, that you, you brought it home, man. And, again, you know, the people, uh, hopefully they get the the message that, um, you know, we can't uh, serve two masters. Either we're going to follow God and what his law says or we're we not going to do it at all, you know. And um, the last verse you said, Father, forget them, Lord, for they know not what they do. I thought that was so powerful because that's what Jesus did for us because we, too, was a part of that um, that, that group of people that were anti-Christ in our actions. Um, and, again, you know, it's not going to be an easy overnight thing that people got to stop, but now that you have this knowledge and this understanding of the word and the origin of what's going on and how Satan is trying to manipulate you, um, now it's time for you to uh, do something about that. So God bless you, brother, and I'm sorry I couldn't be there. Oh, it's okay, my brother. Things will happen like that, and um, we just got to make sure that whatever we do, we continue the lesson and we continue it strong. And again, just like you said, my brother, um, we are in a war, you know, and we are in a fight. And um, the only way to win this war is with the Word of God, because the devil can't win playing God's game. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The devil can't win playing God's game, and he knows that. So the best way for him to win is to keep you uneducated and uninterested and distracted, brothers and sisters. So you you wonder why the church primarily is full of women, more so than it is men, brothers and sisters, because Satan knows that the man is the head of the family, and the head of man is Christ, and the head of Christ, brothers and sisters, is the father. But if he can make the man uninterested, then the man is not going to lead his family properly. Therefore, we got society all out of order. The woman is in the lead. The man is following the woman's lead because he hasn't educated himself, brothers and sisters. And that's out of the divine order of things, brothers and sisters. So again, last time a woman led, brothers and sisters, um, the 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 marriage or the household that we know as an example of the Bible, the first time we got in trouble is when man listened to what Eve had to say about what Satan said God said. <laughs> so, 
got to be careful. It's not a knock against our sisters or anything like that. It's just that the divine order, brothers and sisters, is for man to be the head. But you can't be the head if you don't have anything inside your head. So we're going to allow the king on our dome and have the kingdom of God inside of us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. The messenger, do you mind uh, leading us out with a prayer if you're in a position? Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely do that, brother. Let's go. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you yet again, Father God. You said, well, Father God, those who have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. We want to thank you, Father God, for allowing Black Ice, Father God, to continue this lesson today, Father God, to bring it home, Father God. And we just ask that it resonate with the people that heard it, Father God, and that they start to think and pick up this book called the Bible and start to read it to get uh, knowledge and information for themselves, Father. You said study thyself, study to show thyself approved. So even though we're giving this lesson, we want people to pick this Bible up and reread these scriptures and you speak to them directly and let, let your word penetrate their hearts and minds. So we thank you, Father God. We lift you up. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In your mighty son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that beautiful prayer.